What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Black Print Podcast, where we discuss life, culture, relationships, and everything in between to help us design the layout for Black millennial living. I'm your host, BT. And I'm your host, Adriana. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our socials at the Black Print Podcast. That's the BLK Print Podcast on all social media platforms to keep updated on future episodes and to interact with us. Yes, please. What's up? You know... Nothing much. <laughs> this week, this week is is, What's is topic. We're gonna be a little bit deep this week because I feel like are we deep sick. though? We're, we're I feel like deep. let's just give like a little insider <laughs> yes. like, note to our people. Let them know. We try our hardest to have like lighthearted conversations. Like we're like when we like try and like sketch out our episode list for every season, we're like, okay, we'll do this, and then you know it's kind of heavy, so like let's do like this because it's like a little bit more like uplifting and like more. Why does every single topic Everything. become so like? It's always deep. Uh, like oh my goodness, it's always deep. I think it's just we have that's to just embrace how we talk. the fact that this, yeah, this, this is just how we speak. Are. Honestly, with this mic or not, <laughs> this is how deep it gets <laughs> exactly. every time. It's always this. So. At the, at the end of the day, if you're here, you Allow made it to us. season three. That means you're deep like us too. Exactly. So you love it. Um. So this week, I think, <laughs> I feel like we cannot, as two black women who have a podcast called The Black Print, we, we of course, started this knowing that we're going to have discussions around the topic of race and uh, just our experiences and a part of that um, is is colorism right and and kind of exploring what our experiences with that have been um, what our thoughts are on you know where we stand currently as a society particularly as members of the African diaspora in, Canada and what our community feels about um, the different shades and colors and hues that are present within our community. Uh, like what, what, where do we, where do we stand essentially? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be helpful to kind of talk about our experiences and talk about the different things that that can affect. Um, mm-hmm people so and i mean let's just say that you know at the end of the day we're just having a very open honest conversation yeah um and everyone's i mean there's gonna be similarities with everybody's Mm -hmm. experiences and there's also gonna be differences and i think it's just a good um just a little thing to note before we we get started yeah absolutely um so the colorism topic is kind of like a really so tricky it's very tricky it's very tricky. So personally, just for like my bit of background, I've already shared. My mom is Jamaican. My dad is from Ghana. I am black. I am dark skin. I love it here. It's the best place to be. Um, I've never grown up feeling insecure about my complexion mm-hmm. specifically. Um I've never had feelings around being, feeling like I'm ugly, feeling like people who are lighter than me are prettier than me. I've never, ever once, honestly, Mm -hmm. had that experience. But I think a part of that is connected to the fact that I come from a family who, like, my mom is, is, is much lighter than me, but she has siblings who are 
her complexion, lighter than her, darker than her. You know, my granddad is biracial. My grandmother is very dark skinned. They we have all kinds of things running up <laughs> and through. So that's never it's never just it's never been a thing. It's mm-hmm. almost just like whatever your complexion is your complexion, your complexion. It's just it's just a thing. It is what it is, yeah. There's never been a, a thing where and it's all been accept- accepted, accepted and everyone loves exactly, it. Exactly, right? exactly. There's no, like, the people that are this complexion are put on a pedestal mm-hmm. and the people who are not. That's never been a thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I've never, and I've also never grown up in an environment where, like, I was bullied for my complexion mm-hmm. or people mm-hmm. told me that I was ugly or whatever, blah, 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 blah. If anything, I think it was celebrated more than anything else. Yeah. Um, so for me, in terms of my personal connection, with colorism, I acknowledge that society works very hard to make brown skin and dark skin people, but particularly women, mm-hmm. feel a way about themselves. But that has not been my particular experience. Right. What about you? Honestly, I would say the same. I don't know what color I would get, like how I would even describe my skin tone. But I, I would say, yeah, I'm definitely brown skin um i've never i don't know it's the same thing in my family like we're all different skin tones even within my immediate family to me our color is just our color yeah like, i've never it it's is. never yeah. been a thing for me and my family like yeah. it's just it is what it is you yeah. know even in my community growing up in the ethiopian community you see just the spectrum of brown yeah like everybody is what they are yeah and i just that's just how my life has been yeah. you know and because i grew up in such a tight-knit big ethiopian community mm-hmm. i wasn't kind of like subject to like oh like you know this is the only black girl or like yeah. you know like i everybody's picking on me because of my co- the color no. of my skin or anything like it's that like it's just never thing. been my story and I'm, I'm thankful for that mm-hmm. and i know that people do have stories like that mm-hmm. um but yeah i just it doesn't mean that i haven't seen colorism play out within our community though Mm. you know what i mean like i just i personally don't have any like you know stories where i've been hurt but i definitely like you hear parents like growing up like make sure you don't spend too much time outside in the sun playing around outside and getting like darker getting burnt like you know and it's not more for this protection of your skin it's more for the protection of like get the color of your skin you know what i mean and those are things that i definitely grew up around yeah i think that that is something that um most people who have experienced racial traumas they they experience it in those forms that it's not always the direct like more times it's not being picked up picked on at school it can be that but sometimes it's not that a lot of the times it's a lot of the stuff at home a lot it's a lot of stuff at home with you know, extended family members, relatives, this, that, and the mm-hmm. third thing, you know, making people feel insecure about, mm-hmm. you know, getting a tan. Yeah, like, I know, I know parents that wouldn't let, like, their kids play sports, like, literally, like, their, like, their girls mm-hmm. play sports because of what it could do to their skin color if they're outside wow. all the time. See, that's so weird because, like, my mom has... Not my mom. Yeah. <laughs> let me just put that yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> The thing is so interesting because, like, my mom has always, like, she was a person who's like, I deliberately married a dark skinned man because I wanted dark skinned kids. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was mad when she literally said, I was mad when you were born because I wanted you to be darker. Really? Like, she literally is the person that would be like, go play in the sun. 
Go. Go tan. We love it. But but that's because of her own just like affinity for that just chocolatey skin. She just that's how I feel it. like I'm gonna be when I have kids. Um, like that's just literally what I love. Me too. Listen, I, I was it. even thinking to my sister the other day, like I love me a little brown baby. I just so delicious. love so yummy. It's just so scrumptious. But um but yeah, like, and that that that's not the case for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know of people who, um, like, family, friends, and people around me who have very, very, very deep insecurity to the point mm-hmm. where they've bleached their skin. Yeah, I don't know who lied, and but and uh, I don't know who lied to us and made us feel as though, um, being black. Being dark skin, being brown skin is not a beautiful thing. Um, but we can't, that's not to, like, I can't blame somebody if they've been told their whole life that being dark, darker skin is undesirable for avoiding being dark. I don't know how to explain it, but like no, that makes sense. I and I think there is usually a history of bullying, yeah, or whatever, whether it always. be in the home or whether it be at school or whatever. Like there is always something that scars some people. Just don't just hate their color. Mm-hmm. Like that that didn't just yeah, happen. Yeah, like there is something that made you feel like your melanin, like the way you see yourself, your the color on your body, like yeah. your skin yeah. is just not desirable. It is not the one. Yeah. And the thing is though, and even outside of family and, and close community, there's also the societal societal standards. element, right? Like mm-hmm. when we look, when we look on when we look at TV, like it's you can't help but notice. Like what's celebrated. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can't help but notice that if you watch any commercial mm-hmm. with a black family, the woman is going to be very light skinned yeah. and the man is gonna be brown to dark skin. Yeah, it's only now kind, oh, kind of, of changing. Kind, kind of, of. Kind yeah. of. But there's always even little things. You you can look at the cartoon, the proud family. Look mm-hmm. at the wife, look at the dad. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, can no, look just, at that's just how it is. My yeah. wife and kids. You can look at um the Cosby show. You can look at any type of relationship. You can even look at Fresh Prince of Bel Air post dark skin aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. Like And it's so weird because it's almost like and I think you mentioned this earlier, it's like it's okay to be dark skin if you're a guy. Yes. Like yes. As, like I think everybody's kind of like yes. okay with that now. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a problem. Because, <laughs> it's just so weird to me. But this is the this is the challenge though, that there has been a connection between dark skin and masculinity. Mm-hmm. That is why dark skinned women are like dark skinned women are perceived as being aggressive and unattractive and da 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 da. All things that would be celebrated, like aggressiveness would be celebrated in a male. Mm-hmm. Right? And they we have for some reason connected dark skin with being masculine and unattractive in a female because and that's and that is also why women that are light-skinned are perceived by some Mm -hmm. as being the most feminine yeah um the most docile and submissive Mm -hmm. and later on this girl you are meaning white to you know as dark as it gets like yeah. the lighter you are and that's why women can literally call 911 <laughs> when 
they think a little boy has like stolen their phone mm-hmm. like that girl from the hotel exactly like exactly. i just can't even believe like how quickly things can escalate because it's that savior complex like you need to save mm-hmm. that girl because she's so dainty she's so fragile right. she's so you know what i mean right and the thing is what's what's dangerous about that is the way that now those uh desirability politics come into play when we are talking about the relationship between light skin dark skin brown skin black women where there are no matter where you fall on the spectrum there's no matter where you fall on the spectrum because on one hand there are light-skinned women that will say i was you know picked on and made fun of and bullied by darker skinned black women for not being black enough for you know mm-hmm. think i they thought i thought i was better than them they mm-hmm. on the other hand there's dark skinned women who have experienced a lot of bullying from light skinned women or just people in general society in general um and either they take that out on the light skinned girls or um they idolize that light-skinned girl and try and be like her um and so there's just a lot at play it's all horrible and it's it's all horrible it's all horrible it's all horrible because on one hand too from my personal experience i feel as though sometimes some light-skinned women in particular are lost on the fact that I think what you're trying to say is a lot of people who have any, it doesn't even have to be in regards to skin color. I think we can even say in regards to having like very Eurocentric features Mm. or like featureism, right? Yeah. I think when you, a part of you is more appreciated like when you're in a group of people and like somebody can let's let's pick a really pretty like dark skin model or a brown skin model. Yeah, we could go with Ducky Thought, Nikki Thought. Any any, any of, them. of them. Yeah, yeah. Like you need to look at their faces and their body types and understand like even though they're dark skin, why are they being celebrated as opposed to other women? Right. Right. You need to like we we can't be lost on that. In the same way we can't be lost on it looking at dark skin women, we can't be lost on it looking at it on the other side of the brown spectrum, which is light skin. So when you have like maybe like a certain type of hair texture Mm -hmm. or whether it be just your skin tone or your your nose is smaller or your mouth is whatever it is, you can't forget that all of those things make you a little bit less intimidating let's put it that right. way to white people yeah and you're yeah. benefiting off of it whether it be relationally whether it be the way a, a job will look at you yes. whatever it is yes. like you cannot forget that that is playing into the bigger picture you of what is colorism are and a person of privilege 100 who benefits off of whiteness and, and that's not to say even that though you're not white that's what i'm trying to say yeah. and not it's not to say and that's why i think you're very apprehensive to like be very careful with the words you're using because you don't it's not to say that you don't have your your own conflict and struggle right. being a black woman. No one is taking exactly. that away from you. I think, exactly. let me speak for myself. I know that my nose is smaller. Yeah. I know my lips are smaller. Right. And growing up, like, literally, white people would come up to me saying, like, well, you're not black. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not you're not black. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you know what I mean? You're this. You're, mm-hmm. like, because of the way I look, because right. of my body type, because right. of whatever it is, right. I'm, I'm, 
to them a little bit less I hate saying this, but it's this is how yeah. they see it. I'm less threatening. I'm yeah. not the black that they... I have to be so careful using the words that I use, but do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. And this is the thing, though. There is a, a level of... like, Because even with, with dark-skinned women, there are dark-skinned women that have particular particular uh, facial features or whatever that are just less desirable than others. And because of that, when you're a person who... like, This is kind of where... By society, we by society, we always have to be so careful. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone to be offended. No, 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 with what no, we're no, 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 no. Not, not. We're not. We're not deeming this. It's just this yeah. is what society has made it. Exactly. If you're a dark-skinned woman that society considers pretty, usually that is because you have features, whether it be your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your face shape, your body, whatever that society likes and celebrates mm -hmm. and that kind of sets you apart from dark-skinned women that have dark skin and the layer of having features whether it be certain type of nose certain type of eyes mouth, whatever da, 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 that society doesn't celebrate mm -hmm. and so when you are a quote-unquote conventional beauty as a dark skin or brown skin woman that is also a very different experience but the thing is that if you are lighter skin you're automatically afforded a level of grace that a person who's dark skin doesn't have like they're just automatically just by seeing your skin you're put in a different category yeah. even if now are you the lower person quote-unquote on the prettiness totem pole yeah but to some people even the prettiest dark-skinned girl nikki thought mm -hmm. whoever still falls below that light-skinned woman who has features that they don't find desirable yeah not because true. that dark skin, that brown skin, in and of itself is offensive. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that woman's face or body is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is where things get kind of murky. Um, and I think the challenge, because I, I think even too, like, if you notice, there is a level of tension between some dark skin brown skin women and light skin women and if you look at even a lot of friendship groups or whatever like i have been told by people that like i don't talk to light skin girls or i don't talk to dark skin girls because they think that, that's so they interesting think that yeah that's crazy but the reality is that the same way how white people cannot deny that they have privilege and they have to acknowledge the fact that they have privilege and they have to acknowledge the fact that they can behave in ways that are colorblind and are insensitive. I think that lighter skinned people also have to acknowledge the fact that they have privilege mm -hmm. and that they can be insensitive to the fact that people who are not like them mm -hmm. have different experiences because I think that's the root of the tension. It's true. Privilege definitely needs to be acknowledged and recognized most definitely. And I think I was watching um, Housewives of Potomac uh, reunion and I don't know if anybody watches it, but um, there's there was a moment on the show where Ashley, she's light skin, she was trying to discuss something that had happened earlier in the season and how she refers to one of the girls that she doesn't like as her uh, her behavior being very aggressive. And this girl happens to be dark skin, mm -hmm. and I there was a one of the girls named Wendy. Mm -hmm. She goes, "Well, we actually have a problem with you." 
defining that behavior and everything that this girl does who also is dark they're both dark skinned wendy and the girl as aggressive and at first i was sitting there like okay just purely from watching the show i'm yeah, like i don't i don't agree not, with this because yeah, yeah. i don't think that's what she meant by it yeah. but i think even the fact that it could trigger that in somebody who is dark skin knowing that you are of a lighter skin tone and it could offend someone i think and she she didn't apologize i don't think i think yeah. she just kind of said like that's not what i meant like don't take it that way and there was even other brown skin and light skin people who were saying like that's not what she meant because right. i truly believe that's not what she right, meant right, right. so they were trying to ride for her in that sense but right. i think it's in the acknowledgement that you do have that privilege exactly do you know what i mean exactly. and that's where that apology comes from and that's where that sensitivity comes from because when you do realize that you may have you know features that are a little bit more you know accepted by mainstream society or your skin tone is a little bit lighter so it's less frightening to people or right. whatever or how right. people understand dark skin to to be and dark skin women to be mm -hmm. as more aggressive loud and argumentative and all those things like do not feed into that right 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 and that's the thing that that i think that that the tension is produced in the fact that some light-skinned women feel uh feel attacked by yeah. dark-skinned women and that are... may be your first response i think especially yeah. as you are a black woman yeah. too exactly absolutely you know black white yeah. people see you as a black yeah, person yeah. too yeah, yeah yeah no you 100 are moving through the world as a black woman yeah. but then when we come into our community Mm -hmm. there, there are also levels in our community. The same way that a black man in society is still a black man. Yeah. That also that does not mean that he cannot be a sexist black man mm -hmm. when he steps into the community and treats black women a certain type of way. Exactly. Like that man has to acknowledge that his maleness affords him a level of privilege 100%. within, particularly within the community that he might not experience outside of the community. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't take away from your blackness, but it does contribute to how you are able to uh, interact in black spaces. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is the problem when it comes to colorism. It's like, we're not, there's nobody, like we don't have the power to strip away somebody's blackness. Blackness yeah. is- You a, are who you are, you are what you are. Exactly. You look the way you look. Exactly. But I think that tension is just a misdirected fight, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I just like, I, I hate that it's even something that like I hate to go back to the show, but like mm -hmm. I hate that she even had to like to say it. But I think it's necessary to point those moments out because mm -hmm. I think what she in the moment was trying to do was just point it out to mm -hmm. say like be careful when you use specific words when describing certain people. Because the thing is, you know, like I literally have been around people who are like I like they're they're light skin and they believe with every fiber of their being that we could go out together and somebody would like them more than they like me. And they carry that energy, energy mm -hmm. with them. That's so they, crazy. You know that that is what they think in their mind because that, that's how they act, mm -hmm. right? And so that's something that I think darker skinned women have, have been able to pick up on mm -hmm. that, oh, this person has a level of superior, like a superiority complex. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, because in my experience, what happens is when you do end up having a friend that is lighter skin or whatever, and you get more male attention than them, they begin to lash out because they're not used to really being the one that is not. 
quote unquote desirable and that there is a level of expectation that at all times they are going to be the spectacle and so that even that thought that like mm-hmm. I could go out with you and feel some type of way about um or, or know that a part of you believes that you're better than me or Feeding that you're that whatever like that feeds into colorism and it produces a level of tension where it's like you might not necessarily have that thought at the forefront of your mind but certain things whatever's going on in your subconscious it seeps its way out through your body language or through different things that that will even just your yeah even just your actual language like you know like the way you'd refer to to anything as you know maybe ghetto or you know what i mean like just i just find that so interesting and i think everybody no matter what your skin tone is as a black as a black woman Mm -hmm. you need to kind of like what are what are how are you playing into it right you know what i mean and that doesn't exclude dark-skinned people no period no i think it includes every single person in the conversation because whether it be you making it known that certain things are unacceptable Mm -hmm. and it feeds into that that colorism culture in in black communities um whether it be you're on the lighter side of things and you know you need to you need to not use certain words you need to not carry yourself a certain way because why would you perpetuate something that is so clearly wrong and technically goes like like it it hurts you too at the end of the day just because you're lighter doesn't mean that you're you're kind of shielded from the the deeper rooted issue it's almost like when we look at like when we look at why don't people kind of like defend the underdog, right? Mm-hmm. For example, in that situation with the 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 Real Housewives, why would um why wouldn't the Ashley girl apologize? Yeah, why would it just she... seem like such a simple? Because for a second, I understood where she was coming yeah, yeah, from. Like yeah, I literally yeah. was on, like I believe her yeah, argument. Yeah. Like I I'm on I probably am on her side yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. Like just yeah. looking at it generally. Yeah, but when she explained it that way it kind of even gave me that like oh snap like i never even saw it that way but that makes so much sense the thing is though people when you look at why people don't want to defend the underdog why do light-skinned people perpetuate and and reinforce colorism because they are the beneficiaries of it Mm -hmm. the same reason why black men might be offensive towards black women well, because they are beneficiaries of a power dynamic yeah. that affords them benefits of being males. Yeah, and it doesn't so hurt you, so you so wouldn't because change it. Doesn't it. hurt you. It's you're or not you maybe change can't it. even understand it exactly. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with the colorism thing. For some for some lighter skinned people, they perpetuate and reinforce colorism because it benefits them. Yeah. And so we also have to be able to have open and honest conversation about the fact that, like, yo, this is a real thing in our community. Yeah. And these things create tensions between the black women of different complexions, particularly. And then not to mention men who reinforce that mm-hmm. by saying that they only like a particular type of skin. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, it all just gets so messy. It really does. It gets so and messy. And it's, it's really deep. And it's one of those things where I think these conversations need to happen because a lot of times, like you were just saying, like people may not know that that literally could be it. It's very clear. Like colorism, it didn't start with us. It's not going to end with us, but I do think that it's an important thing to acknowledge um, 
the ways that it plays out in our community because ultimately these are things that are affecting us these are things that are going to affect our kids these are things that are going to affect you know just the generations to come and i think it's important for us to have these open and honest conversations and really confront ourselves and i think a lot of people even if they do they might have the slightest inclination to believe that they might feel a certain way about this or that and like i think it scares a lot of black people i think they don't they don't want to be honest about it with themselves like realistically a lot of people will scream black is beautiful black is beautiful mm. and you know i i do love dark-skinned women i love dark-skinned men i love light-skinned women light-skinned men right. but in the choices and the daily choices right. that you make whether right. that be in your your dating like your love life or right. whether it be the friends that you keep or right. whether it be like just the sh it could even be as something as simple i honestly believe as the shows you you try to right. gravitate towards right. Right. i think it's kind of just being open and honest, even just with yourself as scary and ugly as it might be to kind of ask yourself, like, why do you feel that way? Like, why do I, why do I gravitate to this? Or like, why do I feel a certain way about these types of people? Or like, why did I say that comment that if anybody else had probably heard it out, if I said it out loud mm -hmm. or like think that comment, if I said it out loud, why, like that would definitely offend somebody. Why would I think that way? Right. There's a deep connection between the work of dismantling racism and the work of dismantling colorism because they are linked like you cannot say that you are an anti-racist activist the person who is you know marching black lives matter and who wants to discern wants to deconstruct the society that we've created that has positioned whiteness as privilege while also upholding colorism because they are one and the same yeah. that there would be no colorism if there was no concept of white Racism. being mm -hmm. best, right? Exactly. Because the whole idea of colorism is rooted in who is closest to being white. Mm -hmm. And so it is impossible for you to say that you are anti-racist while also you are very happy being a beneficiary of being a light-skinned person. Yeah. Or you are a person who privileges in some ways light-skinned people. Mm -hmm. Those two and things kind of And in some ways, work. the benefits of it all, like... Some of them are a little bit more, they have nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm. we have to take that into consideration as well. Like, I think it's more along the lines of, like, where you can point it out and where you can change it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily that, like, it's not, it's not, it might not necessarily be your personal feelings. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, yeah, you do have to say to your aunt, like, why? Why don't you want you? Why don't you want the kids to play outside? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Really what I'm like saying. you yeah. have to, you have to have those conversations yeah. because, and the thing that's what I'm saying. Like we can't pick and choose which part of like if we're gonna be advocates for black people let's be advocates for black people mm -hmm. in general. And if we're trying to right? change that that whole idea of because it's it's a it's a big like trying to yes. change what is beautiful like that's not something that's going to ever be changed overnight but i think when you have these conversations when you start pointing these things out something as simple as like yeah kids playing in the sun um and i i know that's a, a, a thing that is a thing that is a thing is a like thing. people don't probably don't even i like the fact that i'm even talking about it right now and it's something that i've like even experienced and like heard about growing up like yeah. the first time that i'm thinking about it is what how many 20 something years later yeah, no, it's, a thing. it's crazy like because it, it's damaging no, it's and i thing. think like 
when I think of like certain people that don't want to go to the beach, don't want to go camping, don't want to go here, don't want to go on vacation in a sunny spot. Like, it's like, are you serious? Yeah. Like I'm saying, are you serious? But yeah. realistically, that's something that's so deeply rooted in hurt and pain and like how you truly feel about yourself. Yeah. And like, I think having those types of conversations, it starts very grassroots. I think it's, yeah, asking your aunt, why can't my, my nieces and nephews or why can't my siblings play in the sun? And, and and sometimes it's it's as simple as laying it quite plain and saying, do you know that by making darkness something to run from, Avoid. you are mm-hmm. prioritizing whiteness and putting whiteness on a pedestal? Because that's literally what it is. And I don't think people see that. They, so I think it's just kind thing. of clearly etching it out exactly. for people to understand it as that's really what it is. And like embracing that and trying to, make those changes even just in your life so like exactly. when we have kids like you know like play in the sun yeah go yeah. put on your sunscreen and go, go. enjoy your yeah, life exactly. you know my skin tans in the summer my skin gets yeah. lighter in the winter yeah. it's yeah. it's life yeah. it is what it is yeah. you know and it's all beautiful exactly and that's that's the thing like we have to be like listen i'm already dark skinned and I like the, I like the summer. I like when the summer comes. Why? Same. Because I like. And then when the winter comes, and the, you know, a little the melanin goes away. I, I mean, we it is it. what it is. We the summer color, the winter color, all the colors. We, we just the only thing I don't like is buying foundation for both. But that's <laughs> the only aside, loss. That's the only loss. Aside from that, we have no issues. But I think having those small conversations and also makes opening a huge up, difference of course opening up to people about how sometimes what they say or what they do makes you feel mm-hmm. right um i think it's important and and understanding how deeply connected this is to the overall improving the overall experience of being black for all of us yeah right because all of this it takes whiteness off the pedestal yeah it's true. And like you said, it goes hand in hand. It with, goes like, hand in hand, hand with dismantling racism. They're the same I truly thing. believe that. They are the same thing. Yeah. So I think it's it's definitely time for us to have a lot of these conversations, especially in honor of Black History Month. It is February and it is time to um like this is not the only time that we have these conversations, but I think it's very important um for us, particularly in this month to have a lot of these conversations on center stage mm-hmm. um, and to ensure that as years go on, as time progresses, that we are able to uh, celebrate our Blackness in all of its forms in a way that is healthy um, and in a way that, that decentralizes white people and puts our community and our beauty on display. Mm-hmm. I agree. Amen. Amen. Alrighty, so we hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. Happy Black History Month. Um, please reach out to us on social media if you have anything to say, if you have anything to add. We definitely want to hear from you guys. Or your stories. Or your stories. Definitely tell us your story. Please be sure to look out for next week's episode. We drop new content every Thursday. Um, and don't forget to follow us on social media again at the Black Print Podcast, the BLK Print Podcast. Bye. Toodles.